can't remember how to shine, lost your confidence, your fight, we've got you. For faith, fitness, and friendship collide for women, by women, this is the She Rugged Podcast. I'm your host, mom, pup mom, athlete, and life performance coach, Michelle Yates. Welcome to the She Rugged Podcast, where we are wrapping up the first half of the year covering fear and faith, and now headed into forgiveness. Fear being that we should fear the Lord, but replacing that word fear with respect, respecting God, respecting the Lord, and growing in our faith by respecting God's guidance with the Bible. So it doesn't mean we have to have it all figured out, right? That we are totally perfect and we have it all nailed down, but we need to focus on progress over perfection. And nothing grows perfectly all at the same time. Not all aspects in life will grow at the same time. So your relationship with your kiddos may be just killing it right now, but maybe with your husband, not so much, and you need to plan date night to to help that growth. Or maybe your career really took off, um, but you know, you're having to put your fitness at a maintenance level for a little bit in order to really make those career goals happen. So in the last past half a year, we've learned that we need fear and faith for things to grow. But now, as we enter into forgiveness, we also need forgiveness to also help ourselves grow. And studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health lowering your risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels, your sleep. Anybody need some more sleep? Yeah, me too. Reducing pain, blood pressure, levels of anxiety, depression, stress, you name it. Forgiving, saying three little words, I am sorry, can be so hard for us. Why is that? Why is it so hard? Not only directed towards others, but for ourselves as well, right? It's hard for us to forgive ourselves sometimes when we make those mistakes. So today we are going to unpack self-forgiveness because if we cannot forgive ourselves, we may have a hard time forgiving others as well or even vice versa. There's imposter syndrome. There's inner critics, low self-esteem, growing up in an environment of criticism or abuse all contribute to our lack of forgiveness towards ourselves. Do you talk down to yourself at all? Saying, oh, I'm stupid to even have thought that. Why did I do that? I'm such an idiot. Do you kick yourself for making mistakes? Feeling the guilt and the shame rise up? Beating yourself up for not reaching certain goals or having unrealistic expectations? So let's go back and define shame again. Shame is character-based. I am a bad person. Whereas guilt is action-based. I did a bad thing. Shame leads you to want to shrink, hide, disappear, run away. But guilt identifies that action that you regret. It prompts you to change for the future. But hey, unless you actually listen to that prompt, that guilt feeling that God placed inside of us to help guide us, to help direct direct us, we're going to start carrying around a bunch of shame, and we're going to beat ourselves up and consider ourselves as bad people. So the guilt reminds us to forgive ourselves and that our goals may not be 
in line with what God wants us to do right now, including loving ourselves. So we need to use that guilt as guidance in order to grow. And scripture tells us that biblical forgiveness or true forgiveness is not holding on to the fault or the offense of the person, but that person can be you, right? And you can have this dismissive forgiveness, but it means you don't have to or want to restore a relationship with a person. But in the case of ourselves, we of course want this. In Romans, it specifically says that not having any animosity, that means ill will, hatred, resentment, hostility towards the person still means forgiveness, true forgiveness. Now let's say that again, not having any hatred or resentment or hostility towards ourselves or the person, ourselves too, ourselves count. And then also being able to leave the offense right where it was in the past and move on. That is also in Romans. So this unconditional forgiveness or release of fault. And the only conditional forgiveness that God talks about in the Bible is that God calls us to forgive others as he has forgiven us. But in order to do that, the condition is that we must acknowledge our sin. We must ask for forgiveness and pray. This includes sinning against ourselves, asking for the strength to forgive ourselves um, and see things in his perspective. So what if we're speaking of forgiveness towards someone that's hurt us, but doesn't even acknowledge it? They haven't asked for forgiveness. Maybe you don't ever want to hear from this person again. Maybe they there was abuse involved in anything else and you really don't want to have anything to do with them. Well, in Matthew, it says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for yourself. But pray for them. That's all God is asking you to do. He's not saying that you have to go make amends with this person. But he's asking you to pray for them. So God doesn't want us to carry around this baggage, right? If we hold on to unforgiveness, it's where that bitterness and resentment grow. And we tend to continue with it and it tends to flourish. And then that flourishing will provide all these weeds in our garden that overtake the healing and the love for one another, the love for ourselves. And as little flowers in that garden, we can't grow. We can't grow, period, because all the weeds are taking over. So we must continue to tend to our gardens. So even if that nasty person doesn't ask for forgiveness that has hurt you or abused you, you can still pray for them, but pray for yourself too. Because self-underappreciating, self-abuser, consistent self-doubt, self-criticizing, all of these things can hold you back from what God actually wants you to be, that beautiful blooming flower in that garden, right? Okay, so how can we possibly develop a stronger mindset to overcome all these self-inflicting wounds? Because next podcast, we'll get to the other people, but for ourselves. How do we create that stronger mindset to overcome self-inflicting wounds? Simply put, and this is very simply put, (laughs) 
We need to put on our God glasses, see what God sees about us. If we can try to do that, we can see more clearly on what God sees about us instead of that self-abuse or underappreciating our actual strengths. So do you think you're really not enough? Do you think that that is what God thinks about you, that you're not enough? I mean, come on. He created you for a reason, a purpose. He created you, you, uniquely you. So here's some steps to help us see what God sees about us, to try to put ourselves in his shoes. Number one, quit beating yourself up. (laughs) Quit talking poorly to yourself because negative self-talk can lead to lowered ability to see opportunities, as well as decreased tendency to actually capitalize on those opportunities. Er Brooks, he was a head coach of the 1980 U.S. Olympic gold team in hockey. He said one quote that has always stuck with me, great moments are born from great opportunities. God wants you to have those great opportunities. But unless you quit beating yourself up and talking crap to yourself, it's not going to happen because you're not going to believe it and you're not going to go for it and you're going to go crawl in your hole and that is not what God wants. Number two, acknowledge what caused you to do what you did. Did you get overwhelmed with saying yes to too many things and then you ended up going off on your spouse and you're angry because you're just totally overwhelmed and stressed all the time? Maybe taking a look at creating better boundaries might help with that. But after all the saying yes to something, you know, as we've said before, it means saying no to something else. So if you're saying yes to so many things because you think you're doing a really good job and you're volunteering and you're, you're being the coach and you're doing your job and you're helping this person out and helping this person out, and that's great. God wants us to serve others, but to a point, Right? He wants us to take care of and love ourselves too. And saying no to something else, that no may actually be a bigger impact than you think. Could mean a lot. So lighten up your schedule because God does say take a day of rest in order to take care of yourself, to give yourself time to love yourself, to give yourself that time and that opportunity to love yourself, to keep that balance. Number three, start small to address the issues, especially with the balance. Again, not all things are going to grow at the same great rate. And we know that having realistic expectations sometimes means two steps forward, one step back. But we want to continue to achieve our large goals and we can do that and we can conquer mountains with baby steps still. We don't have to take big running steps in order to get over that mountain. We can take baby steps to address those issues. Number four is tackle your expectations. Yep, hold those suckers down for a second. You want to write them out. You want to talk about them. You want to see if they are actually truly realistic. And just a side note here, I am absolutely a big dreamer. Dream big make big goals. It will empower you, but it's not the dream that's ever actually the problem or that are unattainable. In my experience, especially as a coach, it typically means 
that the execution and the goal planning leading up to the big dream, those expectations are unrealistic. So whatever you are struggling with, if you continue to not trust yourself, even if it's 15 minutes of fitness a day and you keep failing in your eyes, if you keep quitting in your eyes, let's take a look at some expectations together. You can reach out to me, reach out to a family member, reach out to a friend, someone that you trust that can help you create and build a plan that has realistic expectations so you are not continuously overshooting and then being negative and talking negative to yourself because you're not achieving those goals. But there is also the other end of the spectrum of not dreaming big enough, only making small attainable goals, but knowing that God is calling you to do bigger things. So again, tackle your expectations with a coach, with a friend, with a family member to see if they are realistic. Are you doing too much? Are you creating that calendar and writing it out and seeing how much things that you have and how angry you continue to get because you are overwhelmed with the stress? All right, number five, learn to love yourself. Yes, yes, as we know, putting on our God glasses can help us see a a little bit clearer view of what God truly thinks about us. But this also means for us to avoid comparison in all things. We are terrible at comparing ourselves to our previous selves, to our friends, family members, people we don't even know, especially on social media. We are terrible with this. And in God's words to Jeremiah, and he applied this to every single one of us, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. We are all unique. We are all made with God's love. And what he sees is typically a lot different than what we're seeing. So those five steps, really quick again, were to quit beating yourself up and quit the negative self-talk. Try to change it around. If you see or catch yourself or hear yourself saying how stupid you were, change it. Say, shoot, that was a mistake, but I'm going to try harder or better next time. Number two is acknowledging what caused you to do what you did in the first place. This can be as simple as I've totally binged and ate a lot of stuff because I got so stressed out and now I know I'm not taking care of myself. But try to find what was the cause. Number three is start small to address those issues. Baby steps, people. Baby steps can be applied in so many different areas of life, especially with balance and composure. Number four is tackle your expectations and do it with a trusted friend, family member, and sit down and really try to see through God's eyes Are your expectations realistic and are they in line with what he he wants for you? And number five is learning to love yourself. And again, putting on those God glasses to see a clearer view um, can be very helpful. So now in order to take this one step further to help you out even more, your action item for this week is to one, 
take a piece of paper and write down your name in the middle. Circle it. Then you're going to create some lines off of it. And you are going to put words of strength um, that you think that you have. Let's say I'm a good communicator. You know, I'm very passionate. I'm, you know, whatever your strengths are and that you feel your strengths are. Then number two, you're going to flip it over. You're going to do the same thing. But now you're going to put down the words that you think that God sees about you and says are true. And then finally, if you do have that trusted friend or family member, I want you to ask them to take a few minutes to write down some strengths they feel that you have. Then I want you to compare them all. And I want you to see, are you under acknowledging your strengths? Do yours line up with what God or what you think God says is true about you? Do they line up with what other friends say are true? Maybe you have strengths you don't even know, and that is the point. And I want you to keep this paper around as a reminder that you are capable, that you are enough, and that it is okay to set boundaries, that you don't have to do everything, and that it's okay to make mistakes, but it's how we handle them that really counts. And reflecting upon this, we can grow. We can even create more strengths, especially with seeing one of our weaknesses just may mean or just may be that we are under acknowledging our strengths. Brain clutter can add up fast. Find your fight with our She Rugged Empowerment Program. Sign up for our newsletter and get free tips for eating healthy when traveling. Go to our website, sherugged.com and share the love. Subscribe, share, and leave a review for our monthly giveaways. Thanks for listening. Let your light shine.